Good morning and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. Happy to be back in studio this week. I get to sleep a little longer in the morning this week than I did last week, but what a joy it was to be at the Focus Seek 23 conference. Let's give our day, our week, and ourselves to the Lord this morning, praying our morning offering together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, wow, what an incredible week last week was. The numbers are in, and Focus said that there were nearly 19 thousand total registrations for the Seek 23 conference at the Americas Center. Um, it really, you know, the first Seek, the first inaugural focus event, they didn't even call it Seek back then, had 25 people. Now they had nearly 19,000. What a blessing it was. Uh, so many new friends made, so many, so many old friends, uh, friendships rekindled. But really, this is now where the rubber meets the road, because it's great to gather together for a conference like that. No matter whether it's Seek, whether it's a chirp retreat, an axe retreat, whether it's a men's conference, a women's conference, no matter what it is, it's always good to get together, to really get riled up, to uh, strengthen ourselves, to enjoy that camaraderie, that fellowship. The you know the, the Lord in his providence gives us fellow believers to help carry us along the way, as well as his grace, most importantly. Um, but now we have to go out and live it. It's one thing when you're surrounded by 19,000 of your closest friends who all believe. It's another thing to be out in the world living it. So we pray for the grace to take what we gathered last week, the incredible witnesses, the incredible testimonies we had here on Roadmap to Heaven, and that we go out and endeavor to, as we just prayed in our morning offering, give ourselves and our days to our Lord in service of him. It's going to be difficult. There are going to be times when we're going to fail. Don't let those uh, get you too much. Go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Receive our Lord's forgiveness and mercy. Go to the sacraments frequently, especially the Most Holy Eucharist, and keep endeavoring to live that life, trying to be a saint each and every day. That is the lesson for us. Today on the show, we are going to be taking a look at pro-life events happening here in the region in January. We also have some other goodies for you on Roadmap to Heaven this morning, and we'll even, I think we'll even play a cat quiz, although we haven't put the wheel back together from having it down at focus, so we'll have to just imagine that we're spinning the wheel together. But before we can get to any of that, let's go now to Mike Roberts for today's Saint of the Day. Today is the feast day of Saint William of Bourges. Born in France in 1140, William was from the legendary family of the Count of Nevers. At a young age, he developed a devotion to the Blessed Sacrament and a desire to become a priest, which was not something his father had in mind. He wanted William to become a soldier. William's uncle was an archdeacon and guided William's education, helping him eventually to become a canon in Paris. In 1167, William entered the Cistercians and by 1184 was an abbot, a role he held for the next 15 years. But in 1200, William was elected the new Archbishop of Bourges, a position he did not want and only accepted at the urging of Pope Innocent III. 
However, he proved to be an outstanding archbishop and oversaw the completion of the Gothic Cathedral of St. Stephen. He also had a great love for the sick, the poor, and the imprisoned. He died on this day in 1209 while kneeling before the Blessed Sacrament. St. William of Bourges, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Yesterday I was blessed to be able to take a day off after uh, being at the conference all of last week and just spend some time catching up with my wife. It's one of those weeks where I worked a lot and then she worked the weekend and we were like ships passing in the night and finally we were able to spend some time together and inevitably what happens is I get a vision in my head this is how we're going to spend the day she gets a vision in her head of this is how we're going to spend the day and neither one of us ask the other what's your vision of how we are going to spend the day and then it leads to well I got a whole plan well what's your plan I don't know your plan just trust me on this and one of us sometimes ends up being disappointed usually it's because I don't communicate and you'd think I'd learn that lesson by now. It's the same thing sometimes in my trust in God. You know, God not only asks that we trust him, he demands that we trust him. He gives us commandments to follow. He doesn't necessarily give us the explanation of why to follow them, although if you pay attention, he does. Uh, So if, if anyone's saying he doesn't explain them, scripture explains the Ten Commandments and why they're important. But We are called to trust him, and yet how hard that is for us sometimes because of our human nature and our human frailty. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe, and while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. You know, last week we were playing Cataquiz quite a bit at our booth, and that music started getting really catchy. Everyone around would perk their head up and say, what What was that song going on? And then we'd just step right up, step right up, and play the Cataquiz. Well, today let's have a Cataquiz question for you. Today, this Tuesday, is Tuesday of the first week of Ordinary Time, even though Sunday we celebrated the uh, transferred celebration of the epiphany and yesterday because of the way the christmas season fell was the feast of the baptism of the lord this is the first week of ordinary time today is actually the first day of ordinary time we celebrate this year but what were this what was the season of ordinary time called before the liturgical renewal of vatican ii what season would we be in right now and then two-part question what season would we be in after the easter season Well, the answer is that right now, uh, we would just say we are in the Sundays after Epiphany. And then what we would also call ordinary time in the the new uh, Mass after the Easter season, we would refer to as the Sundays after Pentecost. And so why ordinary time? For the longest time growing up, I thought this meant, well, things were just kind of bland and blah and ordinary compared to the joy of Christmas, the joy of Easter, or the penitential character that's special of Advent and especially of Lent. But if you go to the dictionary, ordinary, the first definition you find is of a kind to be expected in the normal order of events, routine. Ordinal is one of the derivatives of the word ordinary, ordinal being 
things listed out, especially time. So don't think of it as just a bland, ordinary, you know, run-of-the-mill time. It's just another way of saying we've numbered these Sundays and these seasons after Christmas and then after Easter. But there is nothing ordinary about the fact that each and every day during this season, just as throughout the rest of the liturgical year, our Lord would come down and be sacramentally present on our altars through the ministry of the priest in the confection of the Most Holy Eucharist, sacramentally present body, blood, soul, and divinity with us. There's nothing Nothing ordinary about that. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Mary Varney and Amy Eschelbach from the Archdiocese of St. Louis to talk about some uh, pro-life happenings, both locally and nationally, in the next few weeks. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. One of my favorite things about the church is that we designate different times of the year for different things. For instance, May is the month of Mary, and October is the month of the Rosary. But one of my other favorite things about the church is just because we designate one month of something doesn't mean we don't celebrate it all year round. And if October is pro-life month, January is a close second with all of our remembrances of praying for the unborn and for the legal protection of the unborn. And there is a lot going on in the area, and we're happy to have with us today from the Archdiocese of St. Louis, Mary Varney, Senior Program Manager at the Respect Life Apostolate, and Amy Eschelbach, Director of the Office of Youth Ministry. Mary, it's good to have you back with us. Adam, thanks for having me. And Amy, it's good to have you here for the first time. Thank you. This has been a, a treat so far to see the studio. So we are coming fresh off the Focus Seat Conference, and just when I thought, okay, it's going to quiet down, there's nothing that's going to be going on. You've got a whole <laughs> list of activities coming up here. So what do we have to look forward to in our, our prayers for life and uh, for the protection of the unborn in the next few weeks? Absolutely. So on January 14th, we have our inaugural Celebration of Life Mass at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis, and it is with the end of legalized abortion in Missouri, we want to change our focus to celebrating life, uh, continuing to uh, walk with pregnant and parenting moms, uh, their preborn and born children, and uh, to pray for those uh, who need healing after the 49 years of Roe v. Wade. And then uh, later on in the month, uh, we have the uh, Generation Life Day, and my colleague and friend Amy will be talking about that in just a moment. Uh, but for young adults, we have a young adult holy hour at the Cathedral Basilica on Thursday, January 19th at 7. And then um, we have a chance for everyone, no matter what diocese you are in, to join Catholics across the country in praying for uh, the preborn and mothers and building a culture of life with the Nine Days for Life novena, which goes January 19th through 27th. And then finally, we have two healing services uh, here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis one on January 7th and one on January 22nd, where um, uh, mothers, fathers, and families uh, and other uh, people who have experienced preborn loss for any reason, including abortion, miscarriage, stillbirth, can uh, find peace and comfort for their loss. And all this information is uh, available at stlrespectlife.org 
stlrespectlife.org. I was going to say my brain started spinning there with all of these good things. And I'm like, I hope there's a list out there somewhere. And of course there is. Tell us a little bit about the, the novena, because again, as you mentioned, it doesn't matter where you are. You can pray this novena, whether you're out and about, whether you travel for work or for leisure, whether you're homebound, whether you go into the office or school or you're going on back to school. Uh, what, what are the intentions we'll be praying for during that novena? The intentions are, there's nine of them. So you can sign up by text, by email, and every day has a specific intention for um, building a culture of life. And so the U.S. bishops put this on every year. And it's, it's just a wonderful, simple way to start your day, end your day, do it in the middle. And you'll end up, one day you'll be praying for the preborn. The next day you'll be praying for the pregnant mothers. The next day for the fathers. The next day um, for the elderly, for... Um, other people who are targeted by the culture of death. It's just a beautiful way. There's a graphic. There's an intention. There is a way to put um, wings to your prayers. Uh, and so if you sign up at 9daysforlife.com, 9daysforlife.com, you can join thousands and tens of thousands of Catholics and other pro-life advocates across the country, no matter where you're from, as Adam said. Now, Amy, the event that you're here to speak with us about, Generation Life, is one that has taken many forms. In fact, it was my first pilgrimage I ever made back when it was called Life Matters, put on by the Archdiocesan Office of Youth Ministry. I think it was either 2003 or 2004 was the first time I went on that pilgrimage to D.C. and said, 18 hours on a bus, one way. All right, for the unborn, I will do this. And, and, uh, you know, so it's taken on some different flavors. And the big question mark was this year, what's going to happen because things have changed dramatically on the national landscape and here in Missouri we have one thing but just across the river in Illinois we have another so tell us a little bit about how generation life is going to take place this year sure absolutely well like you said Adam we've been going to DC uh, as a diocese for many many years we've always had a strong turnout and we've been marching under the banner of generation life this will be our 10th year and we did decide to pivot local for a number of reasons but not, um, not to ever forget the importance of declaring and proclaiming a culture of life. And so we're going to do that locally this year um, at Chaffetz Arena. And this is specifically for the, the young people of our archdiocese. So we're, we're gathering together grades 8 through 12 to talk about how to build a culture of life here at home in the uh, St. Louis area. Now, some of our listeners in, say, Cape Girardeau or Jefferson City or Belleville or Springfield, Illinois, might be saying, you know, Chaffetz Arena is what, an hour-long bus ride, hour and a half, maybe two hours. It's a lot more doable than 18 hours. <laughs> I wish. I, I wonder if we could go to this thing. Absolutely. We would love to have them. Um, we actually do have some groups joining us from Springfield Cape, from the Jeff City Diocese, and from Belleville. So plenty of room. If you're If you're hearing this and you're interested, we would love to to talk to you and get you signed up to bring your parish or school to Generation Life. Now, one of my favorite things about Generation Life and how it's evolved over the years is that it's not just a focus on one day. And, you know, praise God, the Supreme Court ruling came down the way it did last year. But that doesn't mean the work of the pro-life movement has stopped. It's kind of shifted for us in a way. And it's not just about going, you know, as much as we think we're heroes for being on a bus for 18 hours. And that is a laudable work. Um, it's more than the, the 36 hours round trip plus the march. It's a 365 day a year, 
mentality to be pro-life. And that's really what your office has been working to cultivate over the last 10 years with Generation Life, is that this is not so much about a change in law, which we want the change in law, but it's really about the conversion of hearts at its core and living out pro-life. So what are some of your hopes for the event? Absolutely. Um, So our hope for the day is to gather first and foremost to pray, right? We can't be building a culture of life if we are not a culture focused on on the Eucharist and on prayer. And and like you said, changing the personal hearts of those who who attend. Um, In addition to that, we'll be learning throughout the day. We have a number of great speakers lined up who will speak to different facets of a whole life ethic. And then I think to that point of going out, um, what I'm most looking forward to for this local generation life is that we will have the opportunity to have over 20 different advocacy agencies present in the concourse of the arena and youth will be able to meet them, get to know about their missions and find out how they can volunteer. Just like you said, to keep it going 365 days a year, whether it be in St. Louis or in the surrounding areas, how can we live out a culture of life? All right. Two very important web addresses for us today. Mary's given us one, but Generation Life, where can we go for more information? Absolutely. Let's go to genlifestl.com. So that's G-E-N-L-I-F-E-S-T-L.com. Yes. And then, Mary, what was the other one for, for everything else we've talked about today? <laughs> right. Uh, stlrespectlife.org, stlrespectlife.org. And even the Nine Days for Life novena I spoke to is directly linked from that website. And I'll let you in on a little secret, friends. Mary and Amy talk with each other pretty frequently back at the Regali Center. So if you get in touch with one and you have questions for the other, I'm sure they could point you in the right direction. (laughs) They'd be happy to do that. I want to thank both of you for joining us this morning. It's so exciting to see the many different events that are coming up. Friends, we have work to do to pray for the conversion of hearts, to support, as the bishops invite us, walking with moms in need, to support mothers, and to really build that culture of life. And so let's get to it. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We will be back in just a bit. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Visit us today. And now back to this podcast. Well, get your capes out. We're talking about heroes this week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, and Patty Schneier is here to tell us about another hero in her life. Well, I thought it was important to just stop sometime and think about people that have inspired you. Who has inspired you in your life? Perhaps taught you, made you grow, stretched you a little bit, or just lavished you in a way that you didn't expect. And so often we don't like to think that we have heroes in our everyday lives, but we do. People all throughout our lives can be heroes for us. And so yesterday I talked about people who bring beauty into the world. They can be heroes in your life. Today I want to talk about people who bring truth People that have shown you, taught you the truth. In my own life as an adult, I can honestly, if I look back, who brought me truth? And it was Christopher West. Christopher West, a Catholic author, speaker, writer, theology of the body expert. Christopher West brought the truth to Larry and me back in 2002. And we are so grateful for that. We, we truly are. And there, but there are so many other people who bring truth to the world. 
They are the modern day Jeremiah's who maybe they're like, who think like Jeremiah that, you know, whatever is inside of them, it's like this fire. They grow weary holding it in. They can't hold it in. They have to share it with the world. And another line from scripture says, how beautiful are the feet who bring good news. So think about people in your life who have brought you good news, whether it's a priest, religious or the laity, or those of you who work tirelessly to bring good news to all. There are many of you who are heroes in my book. You travel miles. You work in missionary fields. You speak. You write. You pour yourself out for the kingdom of God. You are my heroes. Again, who can you thank this week for bringing you truth? Text them. Call them. Go visit. Write a note. If they live far away, if they've passed away, say a prayer for them and thank God that they have been an influence in your life. A wonderful encouragement for us on this Tuesday. Patty Schneier, thank you. A few things as we wrap up the show today. February 3rd through 5th, there will be a worldwide marriage encounter in St. Peter's, Missouri, at the Courtyard by Marriott. Perhaps you've heard of World Marriage Encounter. Um, it is something that several of our friends here in town speak very highly of. For more information on that, you can visit the Worldwide Marriage Encounter website, www.me.org. That's www.me, Worldwide Marriage Encounter.org. And you can learn more about the experience as well as apply to take part in the weekend, February 3rd through 5th. On Sunday, February 12th at 2.30 p.m., uh, Auxiliary Bishop Mark Rivetusel will celebrate a Mass for World Marriage Day at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis. You might want to put that on the calendar. Honoring husbands and wives is the foundation of the family, the basic unit of society. What a joy it is to celebrate that vocation as well. And finally, one of the things that we're happy to do on our airwaves uh, with great frequency is bring you some wonderful homilies we've heard in different places. And last week there was one that we talked about it a few times during our broadcast, but honestly, I've listened to it three or four more times, and each time it has just led me deeper and deeper into what he was saying, and that was one from Bishop uh, Conley of Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, unfortunately, we can't play it for you on the air, but we can share it with you. And if you head over to the Roadmap to Heaven Facebook page at facebook.com slash roadmap radio, you can check that out. And if you'd like to see all of the pictures we took last week, be sure to visit our Instagram. If you're on Instagram at our Catholic radio, you can follow us there and see all the good things. Most especially if you missed the coverage last week, be sure to check out the Roadmap to Heaven podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search Roadmap to Heaven by Covenant Network or most easily visit ourcatholicradio.org and click on the programs tab. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, if this last week and the uh, this year so far have taught me any lessons, don't be afraid of things starting small. They can grow into amazing things with the Lord's blessing and his grace. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you for listening to Roadmap to Heaven today. As the Blessed Mother asks us to do every day, I'd like to remind you, pray your rosary today. <laughs>